0: Hello and welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Manning, coming to you from the beautiful trails in Ogden, Utah, but connecting you to wherever trail, ultra, and mountain running takes us. We'll bring trail running to life with amazing athletes, discuss the latest topics, epic journeys, and get you stoked for your next trail adventure. We're sharing the moments that make life special because even a rough day on the trail beats a good day indoors and nothing beats time spent with good friends and great stories catch us here weekly for your dose of dirt hurt, and good vibes so now it's time to top off your water grab some cheese curds and join us for this week's podcast where we take you deep into the heart of our sport it's go time hello and welcome to episode number 300 of the trail manners podcast our guest today is joel hatch the trail manners podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trailmanners.com come back often and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite rss feed or itunes you can also follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at trail manners and don't forget to subscribe review and rate us on itunes if you're so inclined, Trail Manners would really appreciate any contributions via our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right. I am here today. Episode 300 of the Trail Manners podcast coming back out in 2021. And we've got a voice that you will all remember. Silky smooth, Joel Hatch. How are you, Joel? I'm doing well, thank you. It's awesome to get you back behind the microphone, I'm not going to lie. It's been two, three years? <laughs> it's been a long, Something I don't know it like three, but obviously all of 2020 might yeah. have had you in like, you know, early, early. But I don't yeah, think so. I yeah. don't think I've been on for a couple of years at least. So it's been a while, mm-hmm. but uh, you picked right up, you got to know how to hold the mic. Yes. Your, your speaking's good. Right. So, uh, but I thought it was only fitting relaunching the podcast. Um, those that have listened to the show in the past, Joel and I recorded, you know, 290 something episodes together um, and, you know, relaunching the podcast. I thought it'd be great to have Joel back on for number 300 because that's a big number of podcasts yep. and we were consistent for three years. We put like, out a lot of content. Consistent. and then we, you know, life. Life got in the way. And then COVID, jobs, everything. So anyway, at the relaunch, we're going to have you back on, and we—I just want to kind of go down memory lane first a little bit. Okay. Um, the history of the Trail Manners podcast, and in episode number two hundred and ninety-nine. Okay. Which is the relaunch on you know February second, twenty twenty-one. I talked about it a little bit, just like a little bit of the brief history of the Trail Manners podcast, how we started, what we were up to. What do you remember? Because it might be different from mine because that's been a long time ago. We're both aging. Um, I've got my cup of Metamucil here in front of me. What's what's your history of the podcast? What what, what do you remember? I remember it started like
1: most good things on a run. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. That's where most good ideas come from yep. is when you're out running. Um, we were pretty new to the podcast game. What was that? Four years ago? Yeah, four or five years ago. Five yep. years ago? Yep. Um, we thought it was a good idea. And of course it was at the time. Yep. Um, and we had that novel concept and idea of recording a podcast about trail running focused around a VW bus. Yep. And man, we went for it. Dove headfirst into it. And it was a lot of fun. It was. Do you remember our first show, episode zero? It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I, like, not like, well, physically it was uncomfortable, but just. That awkwardness yep. of like going out on the first date with somebody. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I didn't know. I just remember like awkward pauses, right? Us looking at each other, You're right, with no sound, if you will. It was like two guys holding microphones, staring at each other. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's interesting how it's morphed. I've actually gone back a few times to listen to a couple early shows and oh. not, not just more for the comical aspect of right. how uncomfortable, not that we're pros, but we've done enough that at least we're more comfortable. Um, but I think if you know Joel or myself personally, I don't think we'll always be comfortable at anything, you mm, <laughs> know, in, in, in a social setting anyway. Oh, man, I've gotten worse, <laughs> I think, over the last couple of years. <laughs> um, and then what's what are some of your. your Like, if you look back and someone says, oh, you did the Trail Manners podcast, what are things that pop in your head? Like, what are some of the either guests, shows, memories that came from that initial start? Mm, I think one of my
1: favorite shows was when we were in, um, I don't know if we were in your bus or we were in Turtle's bus. And we were talking to Turtle and Luke Nelson. That was Turtle's bus in Salt Lake. In Salt Lake. That was that was very entertaining, not only because of who we were talking to at the time, but like the sideshow that was happening off mic the whole time. The whole time, yeah. It was it was hard to concentrate just because somebody was always cutting up off mic. Um, that was really enjoyable um, talking to uh, Leon.
0: Oh, Leon Lutz. Leon Lutz. we were up at Elva Caraloco. Loco.
1: That was very uh, impactful. Yeah. Uh, such a, such a nice guy going through a hard time with uh, you know his family member having cancer and just talking about his gratitude that was very memorable. Um, all of our guests that came in had a story that we were unaware of at the time, um, and just listening to them talk about how they overcame some sort of adversity. Yeah, that was always really enjoyable.
0: I think I'm right along the same lines of you. the The other cup, couple that pop out would be our Anna Frost episode in the bus. Oh yeah, um, I didn't know what to expect, obviously. Right, um, but she was just so personable and mm-hmm. just she was. I think she enjoyed the fact that it wasn't like too professional, right? right. She was like, "This is it," oh, and she was cracking jokes and. Right, and I think that was one of my favorite. Just seeing a different side of her, mm-hmm. I think, as opposed to that. Um, but I think what you mentioned with a lot of our. Um, guess that those aha moments, mm-hmm. right? Like, I still remember in my head, I, I still remember your face and my face when we had Brad Sweeney on and he talked about, you know, how, how big he was before. True. Like, we, weight wise. Weight wise. And we just kind of looked at each other like, what? what? And also, Preston Wood is mm-hmm. another example. You right. know, he was like, oh, I was a lineman for the U football team, you know, football team. College right. Fun. And I'm like, looking at him like, what? You know, I'm like, so I think it's the same, you know, along those lines. Some of the, um, the ladies we had on kind of the same thing with uh you know feeling insecure about how they look not being in family photos you right. know hiding from those um melissa solomon mm-hmm. i mean and all the great thing about podcasting is they're still out there right? right so if you're new to the show or maybe it's been a while you can go back and find these um and they're just they're just great reminders and it's also kind of time capsuled mm, right true. so three years ago we things were different. Mm -hmm. And so you can go back and listen to experiences and and what running or whatever meant to so-and-so. I mean, we had Hayden Hawks on before he was Hayden Hawks. You know what I mean? (laughs) Good point. (laughs) I mean, we had him on
1: early. We got him at the outdoor retailer show uh, just after he had won the Speedgo, I believe.
0: Yep, it was right after he won Speedgo. He was at outdoor retailers, and I remember he just got his, like, USA kit in the mail. He was actually talking to, like goo and hokas and he was looking for sponsors at that
1: show yeah he came out with this audacious plan of what he wanted to accomplish and we're like yeah go for it
0: yeah that's awesome yep so i think a lot of those i kind of see people you know there's people that have been on the show that have actually started their own podcast yeah um done those things so i don't know it's just it's it's fun to to see all the people we came across True. Right? And yeah. I can't look back, honestly, and so, I mean this, I can't look back and look at a guest and go, oh, my gosh, that person was a tool, or I wish we wouldn't have had them on. They were all just right. who they were. And, you know, there wasn't, like, a ton of controversy. There wasn't a ton of, you no, know, we it We always was just, shied away from that. Yeah. Well, it,
1: I mean, in a way, we did. I mean, sometimes, you know, like, on personal statements, we would kind of get after somebody for being
0: a ding-dong, but... Yeah. But I think that's what we... And I mentioned this in in episode 299 is, you know, if you're new to the show and never heard it, that's the things we like Joel said, we kind of steered clear of because that's not we want to be a part of. No, there's enough of that negativity and enough of the finger pointing and the name calling out there that, you know, we wanted this to be a place where people could just let go and enjoy it and have a laugh. Right. Um, I mentioned before, I said, you know, me and Joel never took this too seriously. We kind of poked fun at ourselves. In oh, fact, if all we time. if we could go back in time and restart this podcast, there's a I, in my eyes, there's things we'd do differently. Like we never looked at it as a business. We never no. looked at it as something to make money or a life on. <laughs> no. We just thought this will be fun. Let's it's, just well, have fun. And then, no, it totally was. But now you look and you know people are like, oh, you should have done this. And you look and you know there's ways we could have monetized and there's opportunities right. we had that we turned down. Right. Um, and I don't regret any of that. I think no. at the end of the day, how we Went about it was what we wanted it to be, sure, right? Yeah. and we got a lot of great feedback. We were never the biggest podcast out there, but we had a a group of people that were like our true followers. Mm-hmm. I think you know, and that's why I enjoyed it. You know, I mean, we could go down a list of names that we didn't know. So many people. Oh yeah, and now it's like we're friends with like actual friends, like in right. person, mm-hmm. and even people from out of state, out of country that. You know if we saw today we'd be like hey man you oh you yeah. know it'd be like COVID good hug. friendships yeah, yeah exactly so i think this has brought a lot to us um what do you what do you miss most about doing the podcast because for you it's been longer for me obviously it's been a while too but what, is there anything you what do you miss about doing the podcast mm-hmm. I, I definitely miss that
1: personal interaction mm-hmm. with people um well since i don't really race anymore that's something i miss yeah like going to the events and then seeing people i know from the podcast i miss that
0: yeah. yeah so that community that oh absolutely yeah i think i'm the same that's what i've missed and that's you know the time i was like reluctant to bring the show back because me and you started this mm-hmm. and it was it's different by yourself right you know, and I thought, oh, you know, I'm busy. I've got other things, new job, jobs, yes, everything else. But I'm like, I just, I miss it. I do. I miss the community. I've got emails. Um, I see people all the time. Oh, you should bring the show back, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it may be, it's going to be different, obviously, moving forward, not just on a hosting side, but right. the... Uh, Uh, frequency of shows is going to change. The expectations.
1: Yeah, because we came out with two shows a week. That was really impressive that we did that for so long. It
0: was. Now, especially when I look at it now, you Mm -hmm. know, like we did a Tuesday show with a guest and Thursday was our single track. And folks, this is, there was only like on one hand call-in shows out of like 290 shows easily. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we didn't do zooms and it was all in person. And I mean, that limits us to our guests, but Mm -hmm. it was that intimacy of being close to each other and, you know, moving forward, it's going to be more zoomy, right? Yes. It's got to be recorded over a phone or Mm -hmm. something. So the sound quality is going to be different, which is something you and I always wanted to have good sound quality. Oh, for sure. Um, because it makes it more enjoyable, but you know, change happens. So, um, I'll miss that doing podcasts. Even moving forward, like looking at someone on a screen to me, I'm still excited about getting to know people. But just having that personal interaction is going to be different. And you know, we'll get back to that, I'm sure. And oh, for sure. um, You know, there'll be instances when we do. But I think for me, I miss the community the most. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, we're not the Draw Matters podcast is out there to be the ultimate number one podcast in the land with the most followers but at the end of the day if we've got our core group of people that enjoy it Mm -hmm. and we pick up some people here and there i mean that's kind of what we're really after right you know it's not same thing like with social media we're not after the most follows we want the most engaged follows and to me that's a huge difference so um anyway so so, what are you doing now then? You just mentioned you don't race anymore. What are you, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, I, I don't race anymore. It's not that I don't want to. I just don't think my body can handle that anymore. Yeah, the training to get there? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Um, my knee feels better when I run. If I don't run, my knee feels awful. You should run then. I know, right? <laughs> I should run. Um, but it's like this week, I didn't run i just didn't have that motivation like like i needed. it yeah um and it's been weird i've been doing that lately i'll have a block like a week or two where i'll run and i'll feel really good and then just something comes up and i don't run yeah um and then my knee feels terrible um so i just i do i just need to get back into that that rhythm try to try to run some more um just enjoy the process of running and not worry about training yeah for an event um that's where i want to start with
0: well we went on a run last week or the week before even for the we, first time in a, a year at least yeah at least yeah, yeah. I, I almost died <laughs> i felt awful for a whole day <laughs> no, we've got two runs in that we week we did or and i felt better <laughs> yeah. the next day yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you're going to, when you say that though, do you ever, do you see yourself entering a race again? I don't know. Yeah.
1: I don't want to say yes. So I don't want to say no. I'm just, Because you know leave how it. this podcast works. Yeah. We yeah. hold
0: people to things. Right. Well, that's why I'm not <laughs> non committal right now. <laughs> this is a non committal relationship. Right. So maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. There's,
1: A list of races that I would love to go and complete because for whatever reason I didn't get to do or I had to drop out of. What are a
0: couple of those would you you throw out there?
1: Bryce 100, Wasatch 100, um, Squaw Peak. um, 50. 50, yeah. Those are the three off the top of my head that I would like to complete. Okay, Wow, they're, they're not like bucket list events. They're just ones that I dropped out of, and I would like to go
0: back and get that finish. It, it seems by just the number on the race itself that you might have to train for those too, right?
1: Yes, I've been known to do (laughs) events off the couch. We called that tapering up. Yes, and it hurts a lot. And I I don't want to do that anymore. My body can't handle
0: that. Well, I paced at the Bryce 100 in 2020. So last year, it was the COVID issues. Mm -hmm. And they did a great job of it. And I paced the last, I think, like 50 miles. Mm -hmm. And that's a cool course. I I didn't run the first 50. Right. But that last 50 was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, It was night and stuff. So I could see that. Wasatch... It's a classic race. It's a classic race. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously gone through a lot of changes over the years. And then Squat Peak's the same thing. Classic race. That's the classic to me in the state. I mean, that's like one of the first big ones ever. And Mm -hmm. I remember having to mail in your entry and it had to be postmarked December 1st or you weren't getting in.
1: Yeah, it was postmarked between December 1st and December 5th to be considered for maybe the lottery at the time. I can't remember how they were doing it.
0: Yeah, you printed it out and you Mm -hmm. sent a
1: check in. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That yep. was the day, right? Yeah, I don't even know how to buy a stamp anymore, so I wouldn't be able to do that because everything's gone online. But yeah, I've done the Wasatch, and done Bryce, or not Bryce. Excuse me, I've done Squaw Peak, and right. those are those are like you said; those are for our area. They're just two iconic races, right? Really, um, with a lot of history and a lot of fun to them. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact. Um, the the lottery for Wasatch. So we're recording this show. I'm just going to throw it out there. Friday, January 29th. Mm-hmm. So the show's going to launch in February. So in a, like less than a week, the show will launch. Um, but the lottery will be done. Right. But I was looking, my girlfriend's in the lottery. Right. And I don't remember the sheer number in the lottery, but they're only taking 63. Mm, because, because of the, the rollover. Yeah. yeah. So this year is the hardest year to get into it unless you have a rollover. Right. Um, and I think... Mo- I think in the past it was closer to like a 50 to 60 percent to mm-hmm. get in. I mean, it wasn't like this huge list into the lottery right. on like some of these other races because so many races started popping up around the same time frame and Wasatch had been around so long people were going to these other hundreds around that that yeah. time frame. But it's a, it's a classic race. I just wish the cha- there wasn't so many changes over the years. Yeah. I mean, I understand you have well, there's to. there's going to be more, I yeah, think. I think so too. You know, land and they've got new trails, but mm-hmm. I remember uh, the plunge and dive and the mm-hmm. torture chamber. Those were like part of the experience right right back in the day so i understand races having to change courses but i i wish they didn't have to right to i think that, that they're going to change it for the better i hope so because the last time i ran it um not a huge fan of a lot of the from mile from brighton on
1: yeah like Ant aunt Knowles. no Ant Knowles is still fun Yep, yeah, but going it's down that, to that and that the climb out okay. road member yeah. that
0: we were on and then you had to go down that cow Thing, right. and then you got to go around the dam with all the little nooks and crannies. Yeah, so like mile eighty five in is really yeah, not as fun. No, and it well,
1: it's never fun for yeah. eighty five in. But, yeah, but now it's less it's fun. More mental. Oh, huge. than anything else at that point. Yeah, and once you hit the the lake, uh, if you got some energy left you can scoot around that pretty fast but if not it drags on and on
0: and the last time i did it there was no scooting pretty fast so i remember no. it dragging on and i think you paced me i think the end. i did pace you. and then. i kept saying go look and see yeah because it was all these ins and outs of this brown this reservoir right and i thought oh is this our last one it wasn't is no. that the last one it wasn't oh, I so know. i remember the one time you ran ahead to see and you kind of just your shoulders dropped oh. and my, oh, i just buried my head my like, I, I was on. tired at that point and <laughs> i only done like 25 miles <laughs> So, so what are you doing now? You're not, you're not running as much, but you want to get back no, into it. I'd so, like
1: to run a little bit more, yeah. um, try once the trails dry, Yeah, do a little bit of mountain biking every week, uh, just to mix things up. You know, I, I definitely invested a lot of money into that mountain bike, so I need to use it. Yeah. Um, maybe when the weather warms up a little bit, get up on a stand-up paddleboard. We tried that last year oh, right for on. the first time. I know we're late to the game, but still, I really enjoyed that. So if I can do that once or twice a week during the warmer months, that would be great. Just different level of fitness. And I'm you're still to, outside. Uh, yeah, just being outside. Yeah. That's what's important to me. What kind of paddle? Did you get a paddle board? No, not yet. We oh. rented one from, I think it's called Level 9 Sports now. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. So you're going to get one this year?
1: Yes. Well, if we can find one.
0: Yeah. Because they're hard to find. They're hard to find. Everything outdoor-wise. Bikes are hard to find. Yeah, I know. Uh, I guess if I wanted to sell my bike right now, it'd be the time to do it. It is because I sold mine uh, oh, on, on Saturday. Good. <laughs> <laughs> just Saturday, I sold mine. And it. Uh, let's just say I've got more than I paid for. It uh, it. Boy, that's awesome. <laughs> so I feel pretty good. You should. Yeah, I'm going to be able to go buy a haircut now. So that'll, that'll work <laughs> out. Um, Are you going to get a a hard paddleboard or inflatable? I think inflatable. Are you? Yeah, and just get um, like a pump that
1: can plug in. Gotcha. The car. And See do it and I, that way.
0: I had a before I moved and downsized my entire life. I had right. a kayak, paddle board. I sold all that. I think I'm gonna go inflatable too.
1: I I think it's it's just easier to to manage, right? Yeah,
0: for me it will be. I know that you have to pump it up and deflate it and do all those other things, right? But yeah, I'm okay with that. It's just a exactly. little downtime.
1: It's just extra of like 15 minutes. No yeah. big deal. But yeah. it's it's a way to increase the fitness and get outside. That's what I'm looking at. If i yeah. just family time too.
0: Yeah, because Porter's older.
1: Yes, he, he's, a, he's, he's 11. Wow. He's in sixth
0: grade. Holy cow. I know. Well, your daughter's older. She's about to drive. Uh, you ain't got to tell me that. Yeah. I mean, she's got like a month to go, and then she, I don't know. I take her in for a test next week to get her learner's permit. Right. I, I, she'll pass. She practices every day online.
1: Of course. But it yeah. makes me
0: nervous. Yeah. It, it just is a scary thought. <laughs> um, and your wife works a lot, so you've got, yeah. I mean, you just got a lot going on in your life.
1: Yeah, we, we do. we got maybe too much going on right now uh like to see that dial back but i don't think so i think it's just gonna get busier in the mm-hmm. next 18 months or so and then then we'll see you know i still had the gym um had the move locations I'm not particularly fond of the new location but it is what it is you yeah. know it it was price wise it was affordable space the space is okay uh, in the warmer months, the space is great because we have a, a fenced-in yard that we can use. The
0: yard. Yeah, the yard. I don't know what else to call it. I like. No, I like yeah. that because that's prison talk.
1: It, it is a little bit of prison talk. That's where yeah. you'll get
0: tough. Is the yard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I can t- drag the treadmills out there get when the weather's the nice, yard, and uh, you can <laughs> do some bench press <laughs> <laughs> some treadmill runs in the yard. Uh, yeah. So I still got that going on. Doing some stretch therapy. Um, I don't do website design anymore. No? Uh, nope, not at all.
0: On purpose, or you yeah, just yeah, oh, don't no, have time I, for it?
1: Uh, I don't have time for it. Plus, I just don't enjoy doing it. Oh, really? It became too uh, demanding from clients that did not want to pay oh, for the work. Gotcha. Yeah. So I guess I just wasn't finding the right client base. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I just didn't enjoy sitting or standing in front of the computer all day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know that. I, my job changed, and I do a lot more of that than I'd like right now, right. for sure. Um, but you mentioned one thing, and I'm going to bring it up, mm-hmm. is your stretching. Right. What's the, tech, the term for what type of stretching you do?
1: Mm, so, officially, it's, it's fascial stretch therapy. So, you have this sheet of tissue right underneath the skin that covers, you know, muscle, bone, tendon, ligament area that's called uh, fascia. Right. And ideally, you really can't stretch fascia. I mean, you can, but you can't, right? So you're just trying to improve the tissue quality. So, to do that, you know, I have you lay on the table and I just move you through these different sequences of stretches, is what it comes down to. And, you know, as I see people more and more, I get to learn,
0: you know, their body yeah. and what they need. So he he does. It's fascial, not mm-hmm. facial.
1: Yeah, it is. So that, you don't that's rub why I don't people's say, face. I don't say facial stretch therapy anymore. Yeah. Just because it's it's awkward and people give me that look, and I'm like, listen, it's just stretch therapy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just go with that. I'm not gonna touch your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, because so. I've been I've been a proponent of this more recently. Right. Like weekly now. Yeah. Um, I'm a very limber individual. <laughs> I tell you what, from last week to this
1: week, you're. Movement or tissue quality improved, I that? think, significantly.
0: My tissue quality's improved? Yeah. I like to hear that. I'm going to go tell my doctor that. You, you should. Tell, me, tell people, my tissue quality's improved. I I've, have a handful of people that come and see me
1: every week, and that's what I really enjoy, is seeing that progression from week one to week four. By the time week four rolls around, uh, we're getting into a groove, and they're making big improvements.
0: Yeah, it, it, it does make a big difference. I mean, I'm, I'm old. I'm overweight. I've got tightness anyway. So like the running for me, I was killing it the last 2 weeks and I've had to take 4 days off cuz I got something going on with my hip, something going on with my foot. Right. Um so body care. Yep. It's kind of what I'm into. I've started that stretching thing at home a little bit, mm-hmm. especially after a run. Yep. Um and the one thing I will honestly hate till the end of my life is a foam roller. Right. And I, I've been doing that. Good for you. I've got the thumper gun. Yeah, love everybody's got one of those guy. now, huh? I oh, love that guy, though. I really do. Yeah. Um, my dog doesn't like it. I pull out, he gets scared. Does he just he... doesn't like the the look or sound or something. I've never thumped him with it. Right. But uh, And I also have a... a like a TENS well, unit? Yeah, TENS unit that mm-hmm. I've used. And he's. Uh, I have to take deep breaths when I turn it on mm-hmm. and set it, because just right. a little too far... Oh man, it lights you up. Those huh? things scare me. Yeah, and I know you can control it, but sometimes if you just slip a little or you get a little jitter, or the dog bumps your arm, mm-hmm. yeah, you go into a frenzy. <laughs> but yeah, body care I think is important, and that's that's kind of what I want to um, get into here in a little bit. But I have a few more good zinger questions okay. for you before we get into that. So. You know, I tell people all the time when they talk, I'm like, you know, I've been in the trail running game for a long time. Right. I, I'm not elite. No. I've never been, you know, all this and that and the other, but we've mm-hmm. been around long enough. And if you're around something long enough, you get the feel for the community, mm-hmm. how the sport is right and how it was right looking back now how do you think trail running has changed from when you first got in? you got in like what 2009 nine, mm, two th- no before no, that uh, 2005 like 98 okay so even before that right so 98 yeah so in your eyes i mean what are some things that have changed um what are, okay let's do this what are things in trail running that have changed and how mm. is it still the same mm. it's still the same because you're out running on the trails yeah enjoying
1: that that'll, that'll never change um how it's progressed is the volume of people that are out doing it right now, which is, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing, yep. right? Uh, it's a good because people are out enjoying the space, enjoying the activity. They can see more of our the nature, mm-hmm. um, our public lands. But then the flip side of that is there's, I don't want to say too many, but there's a lot of people it's out crowded. there using it and maybe not appreciating it like they should, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I agree Not, with not that. like giving back as you would hope.
0: What about the the quote unquote race scene? Mm, boy, that blew up. Yeah, a little bit.
1: It did. Yeah, you know, we went from just having a handful to there's one every weekend at any distance almost now. Yeah, um, and it seemed like there for a while there were you know, there's respect of a previous event and you yeah. wouldn't stage your event close to that previous event. And Cause now, they've been there. They're established. Yeah. They've been there a while. And and now there's just they're like, oh, we're just going to go ahead and plop it on the same weekend. Let um, the runner decide. Yeah, exactly. I get that. Um, but that's kind of lame to see because that's not what trail running community is about it yeah. hadn't been. Um, and I don't think it's, it, it's, I don't think it's moved towards
0: that. Um, Do you like the progression of trail running since you first started? It's inevitable. Yeah. Um, It's like anything,
1: right? I mean, if you were like a beginning snowboarder back in the late 80s, mid 80s, you got to see how it progressed. Um, And it's, I think snowboarding's in a good place right now. I I like where that's at. That's something else that I've really gotten back into. Um, I think trail running is going to keep growing in popularity. Um, just more money is being thrown at it. The brands are established now. Uh, Hoka, Ultra. Those are the not only the biggest trail running brands, they're the biggest brands in running now, too. Yeah. That's really cool to see how that happened. Because at first, people were like, oh, those those brands are not going to make it.
0: You got two different brands, right? You got mm-hmm. the back, this huge stack, and right. when it came out, clownish Shoes on the Hoka side. Right. To... Uh, uh, zero drop, mm-hmm. huge kind of flipper foot at the right. first, you know, on the front. So, I mean, it really did come out two different ones. I mean, both right. both brands have evolved. Right. Right. I mean, as far as well, now they're global. stack heights and everything, they're global. I mean, Altar right. obviously got bought by VF Sports, which right. owns North Face mm-hmm. and five other brands. And um, Hoka, you mm-hmm. know, they are huge, especially in Europe. But well, now they're here. owned by
1: mm-hmm. a bigger corporation. That
0: happens. That mm-hmm. goes through the thing. What, uh, what changes do you envision moving forward with trail running so mm. the sport itself not just like the running aspect but even like the sport with with brands with a gear with runners with races what do you see coming up now i mean you think about it years ago when there were a few hundreds mm-hmm. right there wasn't a lot no one thought really i mean there's probably people that did but like a 200 mile race right right and now there's 200 250 stage right. races things like that What what's next what do well, you see
1: i think just based off of that you'll see a race of like three to 500 miles probably yeah um that's not well because you do have to break those up in stages but it it won't be like stage one you're gonna do 100 miles and stage two you do 50 i think you'll see like a continuous race that's either three or 500 miles that would be the next thing you'll probably see a couple more 200 milers um i think those are harder to uh, find a good route
0: I think that's the the big thing, right, is the route.
1: I think that you're going to see maybe that Colorado 200 come back. Yeah. Uh, that died for a while, but... I'm sure somebody's trying to bring it back or they're trying to sell it.
0: There's the one in fee- in Arizona coming up, the yep. 250. That cocodono. Coca something, something, something coconut, like that. Yeah,
1: That's going to be big. That's going to be huge. Just anything that Aravipa does just turns into gold. Yeah. They're, they're rock solid.
0: And then we know in, in our area, Canis uh, Hart was talking about that 200. They'll be right. postponed another year. Mm-hmm. Like it was going to be this year and now we're right. looking next year. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's just going to continue to be crowded Yes. What, what issues do you see with trail running moving like, like land use, th- land use. So things we need to huge, address, right? Yeah. Like getting to get in front of.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Land, land use is going to be huge. Um, just more people using a finite resource. Um, I've also thought about, you know, just racing on the trail with other users out there. It's always been kind of uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Um, I, think that land managers are going to consider that more and more Mm -hmm. even though there's a push for them to allow events on the public lands i think that's going to be always a conflict yeah because you're having more and more people that are getting outside using our public lands now especially with uh the coronavirus you're gonna have that conflict yeah anytime you have uh so this morning i was listening to um, a podcast with mike foote who mm-hmm. developed oh, yeah. the uh, the rut and they have 3,000 individuals in that race now wow and I know that they do a good job of posting signs and say hey here comes this event you might not want to use the trails that day but what if you're out of town and you're you come in the big sky and you want to hike that day and all of a sudden here's 3,000 runners I know it's spread over three days but yeah. you know what I mean yeah oh absolutely there's a lot of people yeah so I think that's going to be a, a problem uh, the other problem is just people not respecting Uh, that that resource you know they 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 might want to get out and they might want to use it but then mm, they're gonna leave some trash or they're gonna take shortcuts Um, they're gonna do something else that's gonna be a negative impact on the trail and just the the sheer volume on the
0: trails well you know and people that don't know I work for a nonprofit the Trails Foundation of Northern Mm -hmm. Utah and one thing we saw a huge increase in 2020 was just the the sheer number of new trail users right, right, that, didn't, that, that don't know or mm-hmm. didn't know etiquettes and didn't know, you know, maybe the proper way to use something or try to stay on the trail when you're right. out there. It's not just let's just hike up a mountain because mm-hmm. there's a mountain there. So we saw a lot of that because what people don't realize is they go and they want to find these routes, mm-hmm. right? They don't realize what land they're on. Right. So, you know, I work closely now with the Forest Service. I work closely with cities and counties, Mm -hmm. private landowners. Right. And it's becoming a bigger issue now for them. Mm -hmm. Um. And and I think rightfully so is you know they're in charge of X property and Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know where they're going. Right. Like we live here. There's foothills and you know it's like oh I'll go to this trailhead and then they don't just stay on the trail. They go to these places that they're not really supposed to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't—they're not educated enough to maybe look, or they think maybe to look, right. and it's well, actually causing a lot of issues with landowners right now. They'll—they'll they'll
1: see that their friends did something on Strava, right? Yep. And they're like, "Well, I want to go check that out."
0: Yep, and that's—that's that's becoming an issue here. Mm-hmm. I know it's a bigger issue in some other parts of the, the world and, and the U.S., but I know right. in our area, again, I see people that find their own trails, right? Mm-hmm. They they want to hit a peak or they want to go somewhere, explore. Right. And I'm not against any of that, I think. Right. But you do your due diligence and see where you're going mm-hmm. and if you should be. Because what people don't realize here too, there's places that are literally closed mm-hmm. because of migrations and oh, yeah. matings mm-hmm. and all these other things. Well, but if not, you're not like human matings, but yeah. like <laughs> animal... Co- you'd be surprised what you come across. Oh, I don't want to see that out there. <laughs> but no, that's like you know mating seasons. Right. If you're on the trail... Sometimes you'll see these signs saying mm-hmm. trail closed for right. migration or whatever. But right. if you're off the trail, you don't see these signs because no, they don't I'm... post signs and fences everywhere. No. And
1: you're, imp- you're impacting that wildlife at that point. Yep. right?
0: And, and we were seeing a lot more of that um, locally. And so I think for me, that's one of the big things is trying to get in front of those things and mm-hmm. how to get in front of you know people learning before they go out. True, right? I mean, so there's only so much signage you can put at the
1: trailhead because people have a finite amount of bandwidth to um, absorb that information at the trailhead. A lot of times they're just excited and they just blow past the trailhead and they don't see um, the 10 things you need to do to be a good trail steward, yeah. right? Type of sign.
0: Well, and also, you know, as an, an, a, a trail organization, we don't like putting too many signs up. Right. Because it takes away from the experience. I don't want to be out in the mountains and just see all these Signage, right? And then you're gonna try to limit them just to the trailhead. But that's what I'm saying: is the more people that get out, you know, people call all the time. You guys need to put a sign here. You guys need to put a, and we don't want to put signs everywhere. I don't want to see that. And so I understand their point of view, but I don't know. I just see, you know, for us as trail users, um, you know, anybody that's a trail user is just being good stewards of the Mm -hmm. trail. And it's okay to educate people out there. You don't have to go up and say, "Hey, you guys need to do this," but just (laughs) let them know because a lot of times people don't know. Right. But I know in our past shows, sometimes we talk about. If you're going to do something, research it a little first. If you're going to buy True. a new mountain bike, you go look at what I need, yeah, right? Exactly. So that's the same thing. If you're going to go use a trail, don't just think, oh, I saw someone took a picture. I'm going to go mm-hmm. here. Right. Because you see even more with social media, people putting themselves in positions they shouldn't put themselves in. Right. Well, Skill we talk levels about that and paths. everything else. Yeah. But I see that as a huge push lately you know because I've had people literally reach out where was this Mm -hmm. where was this and I'm like oh you know it's like I I want to tell you
1: you. (laughs) I can't tell you sorry
0: yeah it's not (laughs) a secret but I'm like I don't want to put someone in danger with my oh yeah it's over here you got to do this and then do this you know because I mean we've talked about it too there's things I wouldn't do today that I would have done 10 years ago oh easily you know I think
1: that's something we'll we'll see more uh, people doing off-route adventure runs and that became really big less last year Mm -hmm. um And the consequences are high on those. Mm -hmm. Really, they are. I mean, if you don't quite have the fitness or the knowledge or just a simple misstep, and you're in big trouble. Yep. I think we're going to see more of that. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't want to say don't do it, but because it's always been part of mountain running. Yep. Exactly. To to do that, it's just you see more of it now because of social media.
0: Yep. Yep, for sure. Mm hmm. All right, so what, uh, is there any new trail stuff? I know you don't run as much, but you're still a gear junkie. Yeah, you and I kind of talked about this what, the other what day. What kind of stuff are you looking forward to? Right. In the, like, we've talked about these new North Face, the, the, Vective, the, the Vective line, the yeah, Flight this, Vective, the Infinite, and the other one. The Endurance. This is really,
1: I think it's kind of humorous because you and I were talking the other day, just kind of lamenting about how things are kind of stagnated mm-hmm. as far as like design goes, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, North Face comes out with this new line of shoes. And not only them, I mean, obviously Nike had the carbon project, right? Mm -hmm. And now uh, Hoka's got it. Um, The high end North Face shoe has it. And then I just saw yesterday, uh, David Laney's involved with this company. Craft
0: <laughs> Sportswear. Craft Sportswear. I saw that.
1: And initially when I saw the shoe, I was like, well, that looks like a wrap that they put on like a new car. Yep. Like right? a car that they're testing. It's like a zebra stripe. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and then I was like, I went and ch- checked it out. And it's like, oh, they're going to pr- produce that. Yeah. That's really brave to do that. But so there's four different brands that are exploring this carbon technology, right? And that's only going to, I think that will catapult a lot of companies forward because that will become something they have in their shoe as an every everyday type of driver. It's not like, I'm only going to wear this shoe because I'm racing. <laughs> yeah, It's just going to be something you're going to have. You're going to pay for it. Yep. I think that's unfortunate. Shoes are going to be almost $200, which is
0: absurd well i mean that new north face is 190 we've seen some mm-hmm. shoes hoka was probably the first to really break that 160 mark yeah they did right, right? And now that's,
1: now, that's one, kind of from this, 130 to 160 is like is their normal. comfort range yeah. you just Every you sell it out same thing it's exactly. like
0: 130 and before i remember people when hoka came out 160 but i'm not paying 160 all oh, right and now they're
1: like <laughs> if something was over a hundred dollars you were really upset about yep, it right
0: Yep. now finding something on a hundred dollars is that's a steel yeah right yeah. like
1: i got 20 percent off coupon yeah free shipping it. yeah <laughs> exactly so i'm excited to see where that goes more than anything else because it really seemed like the shoe industry had stagnated as far as like being innovative with their design i mean everybody had a shoe that had maximal cushioning right mm-hmm. or everybody had something that had a bigger toe box and a lower drop um well, material-wise, material-wise material was something I always thought that they could keep improving upon, yeah. and I think that's where you know you'll keep seeing tweaks here and there. But then, like overall geometry, like they brought the rocker back, which yeah. was really nice because Pearl Zooming was doing that for a while, yep. and that was a really good idea, yep. right? And so I'm glad to see North Face, you know, continuing with that, and so I think we'll see more brands do that. Hoka does that too,
0: but. But I think when you look at that old Pearl, and, mm-hmm. and that was Mike Thompson. Now he's with North Face, which right. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but that you can see it's it's an ab, You can it's a definite rocker. Yeah, you see some shoes that have a little bit, and right. it's a rocker. But when you look at this new North Face and the old Pearls, there's a definite rocker to it.
1: I think that the rocker paired with a smaller stack height is really important because you'll see some companies try to do a rocker shoe, and they'll still have like a nine to a eleven drop Uh. and it kind of defeats the purpose then right it it doesn't really work
0: because it's already got a natural drop and then you're throwing a drop
1: yeah well it almost comes too much at that point yeah it it defeats the purpose of the rocker so the rocker really works well with that for the six drop range so i'm excited to see where that goes um watches i kind of got out of that for a while because i didn't need it it wasn't running um i got an apple watch and that's all i use really But I haven't run long. So if I had to run long again, what would I do? Well, you have the old standbys, Suunto, Garmin, right? But then there's all these other... Coros. Coros is out there. I've wanted to get my hands on one of those. I'm just cheap anymore. Well, they have a pretty inexpensive watch compared to the Suunto, right? And then there's this other company called Wahoo. And they're kind of like that Coros.
0: Is it W-A-H-O-O? Wahoo?
1: It might be W-A... H-O-O. I okay. think that's what that's some called. fish
0: tacos in San Diego. You know those are good,
1: <laughs> right? So um, I think with that, you're going to see brands continue to try to make the watch footprint smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, because the futures are all kind of the same, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just the reliability of how they're tracking the movement patterns, how they're recording uh, heart rate. Um, and if they can get that into a smaller shell then That'll be the game winner at that point. With a good battery life, I think that's, yeah, that's a lot, the thing. That's that's yeah, that's the battery the life is right what there. people are
0: looking for, especially right. in our sport.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, if you want a watch that goes thirty, to forty hours, um, it's going to be a bigger watch. Mm-hmm. But if you can, if you can win that race, get a battery that lasts thirty to forty hours, but get it down small enough, you're going to own the market for a little
0: bit. What else is out there? What do you see? Anything apparel wise? Mm. Hydration packs. I mean, hydration is there anything packs. you see coming forward that is you're looking forward to? I and we talked. Like we said, we talked about it. Twenty twenty to me, and I wasn't as in it as I am now. But twenty twenty wasn't the year of new product for me. Not really. And I don't know if companies backed off a little bit. And I'll have some yeah. people on to help us understand that pretty right. soon on the podcast. But. Because of the coronavirus, companies Mm -hmm. backing off, delaying launches because of productions. Mm -hmm. Um, But already, like we talked about, you've named a few. I've seen more stuff, right? I think last year, the only thing new that I remember was that Hoka shoe with the rudder. Yes. You know, the big (laughs) tail fin on it. Right. Um, But I've already, like you just named a few, but... Like I'm looking for a new pack, right? right? I still have all my Ultra Spire. That's yeah, always been too. my go-to. Yeah. But what's new? What I don't know. What's different. What can be you honest. What can you improve? And I know they're tweaking. Like Ultra Spire yeah. tweaked one of their packs. Yeah, you but and is I there talked about this new? yesterday.
1: The, they What was it? The Momentum, Momentum pack. Too, yeah.
0: And I've used the, I've used the Momentum because I'm a water bottle guy. Well, but I, I don't wouldn't like say
1: I've used it because I can't reach the dang water bottle.
0: I have people. I have to run with people. Yeah. That's... And I haven't taught my dog how to help me change them exactly. out exactly.
1: So, so they, they changed where the water bottle placement. Is that? I think that people are still going to struggle to get those bottles out. Yeah, you know, if you don't have good shoulder mobility, it's hard to get I reach don't. around and grab that off of your hip.
0: The old reach around—that's hard sometimes I, well, when you're running. Well, it depends running. on who you're running with. You
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> you slip them some CBD beforehand, you might get it. That's another thing coming yeah, out even right? harder. Everybody's oh doing CBD
0: oils now. Right.
1: Um, 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 as far as like running packs go, I'd like to see. P- companies keep refining it mm-hmm. keep pushing the boundaries on it I mean it is what it is it's just a running pack yeah. right you need to be able to carry xyz water yeah water phone f- phone you gotta yep. have a phone now yep. uh, water some food um, that's it really but carry it comfortably and, and not you know expend too much more uh, energy from being hot from wearing something that's like a jacket yeah. right That was something that i moved away from you know years and years ago there was several brands that made packs that felt like you had an extra jacket on yeah and so that's why i went back to the ultra aspire lineup because it breathed easier plus i know that bryce is always looking how to make it more comfortable, and always looking for Maybe new material. breathability.
0: Well, I think that's the other thing on the Momentum, too. They changed the side to mm-hmm. it's a bungee system where the first one wasn't as well. Yeah. So I think they changed that up a little bit when I was looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, then you've got, like, the hydration side, the lighting side. Because, again, oh, it's like is... we're getting to a place now where what's next and right. how can you improve it? You mentioned on the vest, could be materials, the technologies, yeah. but m- lighting – you know, I Remember when we got, came out with the waist belts. That was got, game changer. Those were like what? 600 lumens at yeah. the start, maybe 400, 600.
1: Now they got one that's 800 <laughs> off of the, the waist belt. But I think they've got a headlamp that's even approaching that. Wow. I can't imagine wearing one that big on my head. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm a coal miner at that <laughs> point. It's <laughs> <Choo-choo train laughs> you train know, coming down exactly. the track. Um, I'd like to see them with these rechargeable lighting solutions. Change the charging port. Yeah, because I think that's what's failing on them.
0: Yeah, it's um, just the, the or port. Or
1: be able to have it replaceable, mm-hmm. so it's modular. Yeah, so that Not way like I can that. keep the light works great. The belt works great, but then that seems to fail on it.
0: No, it's true. Because um, you could have a good battery, good. Ma- a good thing, but if that mm-hmm. little thing fails on it...
1: Yeah, because we can change the battery out.
0: Yep. You can get a new battery. Yep. I would like to see companies with rechargeable stuff go to the same cord.
1: That's one, yeah. So, like, move away from the... Oh, I don't... I forgot what it was called. It was like a first generation USB, but now move to the...
0: Like a lightning cable This is like thing. a
1: USB-C, I think is Yeah, what that's is, what or that is. USB-2 or something like
0: that. Move to that. Mm-hmm. Because I have so many charging cables, sometimes oh, no. I forget what goes. I mean, I've got a headlamp, I've got mm-hmm. a water purifier, I've got earbuds, I've got you right. name it, and I'm like, I don't know what goes to what, and I just I start pushing things in. If it doesn't go in there, mm-hmm. then that's not the right one. I could well, I break like it.
1: The the original like USB charger, you're always kind of like, well, which direction? Which does does it direction? Go? Where? If you get the new one, that's just oval shaped. It's you know, a, it just upside goes in. down, or up, exactly. there isn't. Yeah. See, I'd like to see that. I agree with that. Just. One cord for whatever you're charging, um, even on a watch.
0: Yeah. Yep. I'm excited to see what's next. I'm, I'm in the market yeah. right now. For, and I, here's the deal I'm a mm-hmm. gear junkie. I don't need a vest, but I want a vest. Mm. But I want something that's going to, and I don't know what it is yet. Because there's things I use now I didn't know I wanted. Right. Right. Someone designed it, and I'm like, oh, I didn't think of that. I want right. a better vest. Mm. And I don't know if it's the momentum too, because I don't like too much like right. having well, the you adjustability on, on the, the waist side. belt for such a long time i did i wore the waist belt for a while um, yeah, i think I'm... now that i put on a little weight when i put it on my dun lap hangs over well, you know the waist belt i
1: keep feeling like i'm wearing a fanny pack yeah and i can't get over that I'm not don't a... get me wrong i wore a waist belt back in like 2000 from 2000 to 2000, 2008 like, ish
0: that's where you kept your stash yeah <laughs> my money <laughs> yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I liked the way – I liked the Ultra Spire with – I liked their bottles. They just mm-hmm. seem to sit better. Right. I haven't used them as much. Like I said, I'm a water bottle guy. I do not do bladders. Mm-hmm. Um, just not a fan of them. Probably never will be again Right? Um, just because of multiple reasons. So for me, it's about comfort and too much, not enough. Right? And I, I have like – that's why I have so many vests is because it depends on where I'm running and what I need to pack. Do I need oh, one true. bottle, two yeah. bottles, three bottles? Mm-hmm. Do I need a jacket? Do I need more than that? So right. – I just want to see an all encapsulating vest that mm-hmm. can hold a lot, but when it doesn't hold a lot, it almost like cinches to your back. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I know they have the expandable pouch, right. you know, all those things, but I want something very minimal, but I mm-hmm. can put some stuff in. That's, I haven't needed to buy anything in years. Like, I
1: just, I had so much stuff for such a long time. And then when I dialed my running back, I just didn't need to replace stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now I can see going. In the next couple of years, there's some things I'd like to do as far as like mountaineering, but like mountaineering light. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to need to get a, a bigger pack. And so I don't want a traditional big pack, but I don't think that my smaller running pack is safe enough to use in those alpine environments. So I'm trying to find that middle of the road pack. Gotcha. I know Ultraspire does kick out some of those. Yeah. I've looked at uh, Black Diamond's got some good options as well. So I'm I'm exploring with that. And if somebody's listening to this and you've got a good solution, just let me know.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of what I was going to hit next before we move on here quickly is if there's some stuff out there that we're missing that Mm -hmm. you know about because we don't know it all. Send a message, comment on the post. Mm-hmm. Um, even if there's stuff, because I'm going to bring in a few things that I'm paying for, which right. is, that hurts to test and right. try and get the word out mm-hmm. again. Not, I don't, I'm not going to do any reviews technically, right? Okay? Mm-hmm. There's enough of those out there. I want to do practically, mm-hmm. right? You know, for the everyday runner, right? You know, type thing.
1: I think one of the things that we're going to see more of are kits. Explain that, all right? So. Patagonia has a trail running kit. Gotcha. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Ultimate Direction has a trail running kit. So these are clothing pieces that are designed to work together uh, when you're running in the mountains. Mm -hmm. And you can layer them. Yep. I think we'll see more of
0: those. I hope so. Because that takes the thought process out for some people, right?
1: It does. But I mean, they're also designed to work together.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. If uh, I know I buy this, it should do this instead Mm -hmm. of, oh, what should I wear here? And it's not like the big deal. I mean, you kind of go through trial and error and who you are. Like, I don't like heavy anything. Mm -hmm. I'll do a light jacket at 20 degrees. Right. um, Where some people are in puffies Mm -hmm. because I heat up quick. So I I, I agree with you. I like that idea. I'd like to see more of that come out. Yeah, that would be good.
1: They'll they'll be able to push the boundaries on that as far as like uh, new um materials
0: yeah no, I agree with that. I'd like to see that. Well, let's wrap up a little bit here, okay. um, because this is what I wanted to kind of get at. So I know I'm putting you on the spot because mm-hmm. it's a bigger subject than we okay. probably gave it time for. But we're in the winter time mm-hmm. here in Utah. It's snowy. It's not ideal running conditions, and sometimes people no. still run when they shouldn't because the trails are crap. Yeah. Um, strength training. Mm-hmm. This is what you've done for years, and right. you know I've done it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, give some runners out there if they want to, you know, do some strength, some proper strength training mm-hmm. for running right not just i'm going to hit the crossfit gym i'm going to go right. to the gym by myself and use the machines mm-hmm. which i'm not against right but what are some specific things that runners can do to help them when they want to hit when they're gearing up for spring and summer even mm. fall races to right. mix in with their training so
1: let's let's address the crossfit thing or like the orange theory or f45 if you're doing that and you love it keep keep doing it Right. If you like that social setting, if you just enjoy going in there and and lifting heavy, or if you enjoy that mixed cardio result of Orange Theory, keep doing it. Go for it. You know, because you enjoy it. I I don't want to see you stop doing that. Mm -hmm. That's that's important. Now, if you want to do something that's a little bit more targeted uh, for, say, outcome. So you think that strength training is going to make you a better runner, then. You probably should have started a couple months ago. Yeah. And hopefully you did. Um, and I'm going to assume that you have a little bit of strength training uh, foundation in you so that we can kind of neglect that first couple months of uh, base building. So um, if we started tomorrow or let's say next week. It's right? Monday. We're starting it's Monday, which is I think February, the first part of February. Yep. Then you have a three-month block of lifting moderate to heavy. Assuming that you already have a base in you uh, of strength training, right? That first three months, you're going to to do a push, a pull, a hinge, and a carry. Um, Those are the the key elements. Uh, So push, bench press, push up, uh, push press, a pull, pull up, cable pulls, bent rows, incline rows. Hinge is going to be deadlift. You can do variations on the deadlift, but use both feet. Don't go to a single leg right away in the power phase. Um, You can squat as well in the the hinge as well. Carry, farmer's carry. That one's no-brainer. So you're going to use those key movements. You're going to do three days a week, five sets of five on your, your big lifts. Um your weight is gonna be somewhere between seventy and eighty percent of that maximum rep max. Okay. You're gonna keep it simple. Right? You do five sets of five. If you think five sets of five is too much, do three sets of five. And your rest is gonna be somewhere between ninety seconds and two minutes. So it should be heavy enough that it's taxing you that you need to take that much break.
0: Now, if you're doing, you said, what, three days a week? Yeah, three days a week for the, the first three months. Okay, where does running fit in?
1: Okay. You're still running, but you just have to expect to have lower mileage and definitely no intensity mm-hmm. because it's just base building at that point.
0: So the thing I want to address on that, because, again, I've worked out at the, the gym and mm-hmm. running, expectations of a run Needs need to lower, right? Absolutely okay. need to
1: lower because your, your focus is on strength training at that point. You're still running, you're still going out and having fun. On the weekend, you can still knock out a long run Mm -hmm. because you'll hopefully have, from your long run on Saturday until you lift on Monday, you should have a 48 hour break to adequately recover from the stress of lifting and the stress of running
0: because i think that's one of the things that i struggled with early on when mm-hmm. i would work out of the gym is you know we would go monday wednesday friday or monday wednesday but mm-hmm. if i schools a run in on tuesday or thursday i was dead oh yeah and i would still try to get in say eight miles but mm-hmm. i'm like holy cow my time or this climb right. shouldn't have taken this long or man i'm a little sore here yeah. and so my my thought process in my head was like man i should be i should be doing better yeah, no. right? but it's a good thing to understand my body is changing Right. Literally. Mm-hmm. And and working other things. So having a lower expectation of your run. Because again, the hard part is you're you're doing this for something down the road. Yeah. You're not for looking for instant gratification. Like
1: seven to nine months down the road. Exactly. Right? So if you've got say your target race is in the fall, mm-hmm. right? That's what you're working towards at that point. And I know people have other races throughout the year but those should be helping you build up towards that a race, a race in the fall. Yeah. Right. And maybe you have an a race in the spring. Well, then you got to back everything up, right? (laughs) Start in October. You got to start in October. Right. Exactly.
0: The proper thing.
1: Really? You should. Yeah. So after that three months, I mean, the workout can take a half hour, 45 minutes. Don't make it too long. Okay. Right. You can do some stretching, some foam rolling, um, careful doing like yoga or Pilates because then you're adding an, an additional stressor into the mix okay. and you're doing too much at that point. Um, so after you get done with your three months, then you're going to actually decrease the weight some, add a couple more reps. So you're getting in that eight to 10 rep phase mm-hmm. and you're doing three the four sets of those exercises, but then you're going to add in something a little bit more dynamic at that point. So that could be plyometrics right? So jumping exercises and keep those reasonable. You don't need to jump up on the big box. You can do like the four square patterns, both legs, single legs. Do that, but then keep the total volume of jumps really on the low side. So like 60 jumps or less for one workout session. Okay. Um, Because if you do too much, then you're a candidate for tendonitis in your foot and your Achilles, your calf, somewhere like that. You
0: just explained a lot of my issues right now.
1: Right. You just <laughs> got be, to be reasonable about that. Um, also at that point, so that would be the second three month block. Um, your runs actually start increasing in intensity. So that can be in distance. That could be in like, tempo or intervals or something like that. So that's kind of like your crossover point where your strength training decreases a little bit, Mm -hmm. but then your run intensity starts to increase. So you're going to be pretty tired in that three months just because those two are crossing over. Um, You can start doing more single leg stuff at that point. So single leg box squats, um, single leg medicine ball hamstring curls, um, stuff that people might think that are corrective. Um, you're going to start doing those at that point.
0: What are some good ways in your eyes to take care of your body while mm. doing that? You know, you talked about adequate rest, but I mean, yeah. we talk, rest like, is
1: the biggest thing because really that could be, that can increase your output performance by 500%. Really? By getting true rest.
0: And when you say rest, you just mean downtime. You don't mean Do, sleep.
1: Sleep and doing nothing.
0: Okay, so downtime and sleep. Yeah, both, okay.
1: right? Because people think of rest as, well, I'm gonna go lift. Well, yeah. that's not rest. Yeah. You're still adding a stressor into the system. So that that's
0: important okay. to do that. What about, um, is there anything that you personally use for recovery? Mm, the I know it's the, such the, a mix. The massage gun. Yeah.
1: I mean, I try to use that every day. Yeah. Foam roller. Mm-hmm. And then just for me, just, some stretching there's some light stretching oh, my, some yeah just light. Holding i don't kill it, you yeah. know? I, i'll do like my quads are, and hips are really tight mm-hmm. so i'll try to focus on those uh hamstrings are tight but right now that's not my focus yeah right and ankle mobility i'm trying to improve that because i've always had really stiff ankles
0: and that just helps as a trail runner mm-hmm. with rocks and rolling ankles and is that kind of well, what you're thinking so there too having
1: that stiffer ankle actually helps not roll my ankle so much okay So just having more like in the plane forward and backwards motion like gas pedal type of. And
0: what's that going to help?
1: Just having a better quality push off.
0: Okay. For running.
1: Yeah. Okay. I I think that would definitely help. And then my calves are really tight so that could help with that as well. Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. And then I know um, a lot of what like we when we work out at the gym, we always mm-hmm. end with like a balance thing, right? Yeah, we, we always balanced, do some balance. That just help help strengthen mm-hmm. the stabilizer muscles too, right? For sure. I mean, is that what that kind of entails?
1: That and think about like I mean, trail running is very dynamic. You know, it's not like on the road where you just have that consistent uh, footfall over and over again. when trail running, it's you. You might need to you know recenter yourself at, because you're running over through a rock garden, mm-hmm. right? So that's why we always throw very dynamic balance into the end of our workouts where you're fatigued um, we can do that standard well, i want you to stand on your leg for 30 seconds okay and the next one i want you to stand on your leg for 30 seconds and catch a ball well yeah. so we'll do like a single leg dumbbell snatch at the end and it's lightweight because i want you to be able to control the dumbbell but then you've got to control your body against the dumbbell while balancing on one foot. So there's a lot of coordination involved with that. Okay. And I think that translates really well to trail running where you're kind of bounding down the trail on the downhill portion, or if you're running uphill and there's a lot of rocks and you kind of have to pick your way
0: through those rocks. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cause I know, I mean, I mentioned this to you before, um, when I started back at the gym in November or whatever, mm-hmm. um, Maybe it was even before that. Maybe October. Anyway, no, October, November. And I went on a run on a downhill after Mm -hmm. like four, just literally like four weeks. I think it was four sessions. Yeah, four sessions. And I did the same run, but downhill. And I felt so much more comfortable. Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying I was faster, Mm -hmm. but I was just comfortable. I didn't feel the stressors on my quads as much. It was like a pretty, it was like a two to three mile, pretty decent grade downhill. Right. And that comfort level lets you run faster then too. Yeah. Like I felt in control mm-hmm. but I just felt comfortable and my quads didn't burn like when I stopped it wasn't like I was like oh my god these things are done you right. know and I bent over I was like holy cow I was comfortable running right. that section so I think sometimes you get a quicker return mm-hmm. than you would think and then it's just a matter of like you said blending the two together like yeah, I wasn't looking part, for a right? quality run for sure yeah. I was sore to start the run from yeah. from the gym but I remember just that section and that's when it clicked in my head and I've done it for you know years with you but that was just recent, and I'm getting older, so I'm like, "Wow, it still holds its weight."
1: Yeah, at first, it's a it's a neurological adaption. Um, that'll be the first, you know, six weeks that you'll you'll see. You just your your nerves just fire more efficiently. Gotcha. And that's huge on trail running because it's not the same football every time. You're, you're having to be agile, mm-hmm. especially running downhill.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Well, oh, yeah, that's great. Um, that's some good hard, quick, down yeah. and dirty you know, information, but I think it's a good time for it. Right. Yeah, yeah a couple months ago might have been even better. Yeah, you know, I, mean, with well, people I mean, if, through if you look at like
1: starting right now, you got time, right? Yeah. You still have time, but you're going to start in that middle phase where right now you're probably going to start having a little bit longer runs. You're going to do more. I don't want to say quality runs because every run should be quality. You're going to have a run that might be more focused on interval, might be f- more focused on tempo. Um, so then you got to blend that with some strength training that is not overly taxing the system. Um, but you still want it there. And you still have time that you can do that. And then you can enter that final phase right before your event where you're doing more, um, not preventative. That might be a bad way to determine it. But it's more targeted towards the activity that's coming up. So I'm doing a lot more single leg stuff. Um Definitely not pushing any heavy weights, a lot of body weight stuff that that allows me to run really hard right before the event.
0: And I think one of the things that you mentioned earlier, and that's why I kind of had you back up on it, is the rest. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we know trail runners in general, you're always, especially getting into the ultra, right? Yeah. Let's let's flip that switch maybe from trail running to 50, 100 mile, mm-hmm. even a 50K, like the ultra side. Right. People are just kind of driven and they don't want to, oh, yeah. they want to train. What's fun. Right? Yeah. It's fun, but they want to train and right. then it's like, oh, I'm going to rest. And then it's like, you get a call or a text from somebody saying, Hey, we're doing this. You're like, Well, I ain't missing out on that. So right. I go do that. Exactly. So I think the interesting part and the good part, I've never had a problem with rest. Right. I Me love either. it. It's one of my favorite parts of training.
1: Oh, man. I can nap
0: all day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't nap, but I have no problem like, yeah. doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important for people to understand that. What well, think of it a key as like a component longe- rest plays. Yeah.
1: Longevity, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're doing too much, if you're trying to put in. 60 miles a week and you're trying to lift weights and you're trying to do yoga and pilates
0: and living your life
1: something's got to give yeah you know you're going to get burned out you're going to get injured and you don't want that yeah you want to be able to enjoy yourself
0: yeah because if you don't want to rest during what you just mentioned when you get hurt that rest is going to feel even worse oh yeah right because you're forced rest mm-hmm. and like it sucks not being able to do it right yeah yeah all right. Well, anything else to add before we cut away? I think. Uh,
1: I think that you know, try to accumulate equipment that you can do all this stuff on your own at what your are, house. What are some good pieces? Right? Mm-hmm. Throw I a mean, few out there. Just well, it's hard to find stuff right now. It still is <laughs> hard to find. Well, it's hard to find things that are not premium equipment. Yeah. Right. Um, the, All the high-end stuff you can find. You can get on Rogue Fitness, and you can get m- most of the high-end stuff. Yeah. And you might not need that. I mean, you can be searching, like, locally here, KSL Classifieds. Yeah. And if you don't have that, you've got a Craigslist, right? Careful on Craigslist. You, you do. You always got to be careful, <laughs> right? But you're looking for... Um, kettlebells yeah right so you're looking for 15 25 35 45 or variations of that it uh-huh. could be you know a 26 a 36 or a 44 something like that you're looking for dumbbells so 15 20 25s, 35s 45s all right and then if you can if you've got the room for a barbell yeah all right, and then 10s 15s 25s 45s on your barbells, and then if you're lucky, a TRX or the uh, Jungle Gym.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about stuff like, um, I don't know what they're, the proper term the like the straps for clamshells. What are the? What would oh you yeah, call yeah, yeah, rubber bands. Uh, yeah. Th- that type of stuff's definitely good to get have. those, and uh. those
1: come in different tensions, and mm-hmm. like green's usually the light one, and then blues like the medium, and black would be the super hard. Those are like three bucks each. Yeah, You can find those off And those are a good thing to have for like clamshells and monster
0: Mm -hmm. walks and all those things.
1: Definitely lots of monster walks for sure. Explain a monster walk real quick. So you can put the band, you put the band on like you're putting your pants on, right? Mm -hmm. And the band can go below your knee or above your knee. Below your knee is a little bit harder. And then you're stepping sideways. And the band's With giving, a little
0: bit of a bend and crouch, right?
1: Yeah, think of like the old basketball stance, right? So you're in that stance and you step sideways and the band gives you that resistance, right? Then when you step your foot in, you only step 30% in, 50% in, so there's still tension in the system.
0: And that's good and for he, hips, right? Oh my
1: gosh, so good for hips, yep. We do that well. We used to do that all the time when it was warm and we can go outside. Now we do just a bunch of clam shells, which is very similar. You get the
0: similar yeah, workout. Yeah, but
1: the problem is, you know, you, you want to be in that athletic stance, okay. standing up, to, to mimic that. Okay. Um. I'd rather do that than be doing clams. Clams are are okay alternative. Okay. Yeah. So, if you can find that equipment, that's great. I mean, if you're moving towards the, something a little bit more complicated. Uh, like the tonal system, great. Um, I think that's going to be kind of the future uh, of what people are going to do for fitness once the price comes down. Cause what, they, what's
0: the tonal system? So
1: do you know what the mirror is?
0: A mirror? Uh,
1: the workout mirror. <laughs> I don't. Okay. So you know the the bike that everybody
0: wants, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Is that the mirror in front of you? The yeah. big. Okay. I think I've seen a commercial. Right. right. Okay.
1: So those home workout solutions are all the rage right now. Okay um
0: peloton yeah and the
1: peloton the bike that everybody wants and it's hard to find that has you know classes that are all that are every day you can jump into a class yeah and the mirror has something like that okay too. i know what you're and then about the now. top end is the the tonal and the tonal is, is it's on the wall and it has these arms that have cables on them and there's somebody that's guiding you through the workout okay no, the initial cost is pretty hefty. It's yeah. close to four thousand dollars wow. for that, wow. and then you got to pay a monthly subscription of about fifty bucks. Wow! I think more people are turned off by that overall, but if they can bring that down a little bit, you'll see more people jump on that because it's a lot easier just to walk into your workout room, yeah, and have somebody
0: your personal walk coach. you through that, yeah. right, and you're there. Well, uh, because like you mentioned, all this stuff's hard to find because people aren't going to the gym as much. Yes, yeah. Because of Corona and different e- exactly. reasons. Exactly.
1: You know, I, I, we've been really fortunate to be able to maintain our numbers through the year, um, just because of uh, you know we don't have a lot of people in the yeah. gym
0: size numbers. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't have good classes. Yeah, um,
1: but I can see more more people staying home and doing that, and I encourage that because I think that they'll be more consistent that way. Yeah, for sure.
0: Hmm. I think when they stay home, the difference is accountability
1: it is and that's where if, if you've got that instructor that's teaching that and mm-hmm. you can like log into that class then the accountability is there yeah for sure um, I think that that new app that Dylan Bowman pushed out pillars pillars I think that'll be interesting to see how that progresses and how many people gravitate towards something like that. Yeah. I just started my free trial on it. Oh, you did? You get a week free trial. I just wanted to check it out and see what it's about.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that looked pretty interesting. I signed up for it when it came out. It only came out like a week or a week and a half ago. Something like that.
1: We're going to see more stuff like that.
0: Well, I think it's good. Yeah. You know, I really do. I mean, I've never been a gym Gym guy like the Gold's Gym type right. stuff or the that I just don't like working out in front of people. Like your right. classes are always perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a problem working out at home for the accountability because sometimes it's too easy. Right? Most people it's like,
1: do. It's easy to slack.
0: Dude, hey, I'm going to work out. <sighs> I better hurry and throw my laundry in. Right. Ah, I better do the dishes. Exactly. Oh, look at that bag of chips isn't even opened yet. You That's know what why I, mean? I
1: think that if you, if you've got somebody instructing that class where you can jump into and it's live, yeah, I think a lot of people really enjoy that. I and mean, even if it's not live and somebody's just coaching like a generic thing, mm-hmm. people are still going to gravitate towards that because those there'll be some sort of accountability then.
0: Well, I know I've yeah. actually um, saved, if you will, a few YouTube videos mm-hmm. on um, hip uh, for runners, hip right. and, and hamstring mm-hmm. stuff, some some running yo yoga for runners right i've had some of those i earmark and i'll Mm -hmm. go back to and look at
1: well that's different though that's that's stuff that's kind of been like housed right i Mm -hmm. think people are really drawn to that live experience yeah that's why a lot of people like going to the gym it's it's communal but if you can't make it there because of covid or maybe cost yeah this i think this is a great alternative i think this is where you're going to see more and more people gravitate towards awesome
0: I'll have to let you. I'll have you tell me how that pillars goes, and then yeah, maybe I'll do that. my. I'll save my free week until mm-hmm. after I know what I'm getting into.
1: Well, the cost of it is it's 120 dollars a year. That ain't bad. No, not really. That's and ten bucks picture, a month. Yeah, the
0: big picture of things, it's not that bad. That's
1: well. People got really upset when Strava started charging. Remember that?
0: Yeah, it was. A, yeah, and all, uh, 50, one of the trails maps did too.
1: Fifty bucks a year to use Strava. Yeah come on that's that's
0: cheap well even 120 like this pillars that's literally maybe two cups of coffee a month
1: it is i think it's the important thing is to use it to its potential
0: yeah right and it's so
1: new i don't know if they have enough content out there yet Mm -hmm. um i'm sure they will um, yeah. I've watched a little bit a couple of the introduction videos and Dylan does a great job
0: Dylan's a stud I and really like it's, him
1: it's not only run run workouts but there's strength training uh, there's meditation and there's breath work wow so it's like this holistic way of looking at being a ultra runner gotcha yeah I'm excited for it
0: oh well, that's interesting I to. Ch- I've got, like I said I've looked into it but it was before it launched right there wasn't a ton of information mm-hmm. I haven't gone back and looked at it but I, I probably will because that is right up 120 bucks a year that's I or you say, can
1: pay twenty dollars a month. Yeah, so they that's, have the annual versus you know the month. Right? Yeah, you save money. I'll, we'll see more stuff like that coming out. Yeah, uh, we could see that coming from, say, like Solomon. Yeah, or Hoka. It's got to come from a place that's got the funds to do something like this. Yeah, for sure.
0: Gotcha. Well, and this is no plug for that. It's Pillars, P-Y-L-L-A-R-S. Something like that, yeah. And um, it's only available on the Apple platform. Yeah. They're
1: working towards the Android platform. But the
0: thing I like about it is I'm fortunate to know Dylan, mm-hmm. and I'd love supporting good people. He's a good guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. good people. It's him and his brother, mm-hmm. right, that are kind of doing yeah, it. Yeah, I
1: think his wife might be involved oh, in a little Yeah, she is bit for too. sure. yeah right.
0: But, I mean, just they're good people, and you're supporting... I mean, you mentioned Solomon and Hoka. Mm-hmm. No offense to that, but you're kind of supporting somebody, right? Yes, exactly. I think that Dylan's also getting some help
1: from CTS, from yeah, Coop. Coop. Yeah, yeah, I think Coop's been on Coop's there. great. Jason Coop, yeah. yeah he's really, His podcasts are killing it. Yeah, Their quality, the sound quality is usually really good, which I'm gravitating more and more towards. You could have a podcast that might have two really compelling guests on it, but your sound quality is bad. I'll turn you off right away. Yeah,
0: it's hard to listen.
1: It really is. Yeah. yeah. You, you kind of keep me into that years and years ago. Yeah. And I'm getting more discerning with And it I don't now. listen
0: to podcasts still.
1: I'm listening to more now. Are you? Yeah, I took a huge break. Uh, this last summer, I redid the sprinkling system in the yard. Yeah. Like I hand-dug all the trenches, and I listened to a lot of podcasts. I listened to Dr. Death. That was really good. And Guru, and then a bunch of physical therapy, athletic training podcasts. Huh. Um And then this last couple of months, I'm listening to more trail run specific podcasts.
0: Well, moving forward, there's one that you should listen to. It's called the Trail Manners Podcast. You should tune into that. I've heard there's going to be some great guests.
1: That's what I've heard too. Some
0: compelling stuff Mm -hmm. and maybe even the occasional laughter. So anyway. (laughs) I'm looking forward to the laugh track. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a good one. So. Well, Joel, thanks for coming on. No, thanks for Um, letting me get back on. episode 300. There was no other option for me than to have you on. It's kind of like a number. 299, 301, 317. They don't mix, but 300 is kind of a big number. That's a good one. So the timing turned out perfect. I can come back every 100. Oh, I don't know. Making it to four might be a challenge, but we'll see what happens. You'll get there. It's a labor of love, baby. Mm-hmm. So, But thanks for coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody out there, if you have any questions, shoot them my way. Uh, manners at trailmanners.com or comment on the post. Again, we've all been blessed to hear Joel back on the podcast. Uh, he'll be back on, trust me. We'll, we'll finagle him on somehow. <laughs> um, but thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. Please spread the word that Trail Manners Podcast is back. And we look forward to many more shows with many guests and some great topics. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners podcast. I'd like to thank Joel Hatch for joining us today on episode 300. I also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners, or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. Check out our store page. Help support the podcast by buying a shirt or whatever else we may have in there. Also, you can hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. And if you could take just a minute to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review on iTunes or Facebook, I would greatly appreciate that. And lastly, Trail Manners would love your support via our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash to help us keep alive and kicking. Until next time, this is Eric Manning reminding you, you don't get what you wish for. You get what you work for. Now go get it.